Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 481. Hi. We had things we talked about. We did. Such as what? Um, TV shows and movies and comic books. Kind of the same stuff we talk about every week. Sports things. Same bet time, same bet yeah. channel. It's, I think, I do we... Do we need to reclassify ourselves as a pop culture podcast instead of a comic books podcast at this point? No, because we still got the nitty gritty okay. comic book stuff right. in there. All right. I just don't want to have to relate to us, so, <laughs> so we're not going to do that. But grab a cold one to find out all that we talked about and more in this week's episode of Drunk on Comics. Episode <laughs> messed that up, but whatever. Uh, Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 488. 81? That is true. 481. Grab a drink, sit back and relax, and check out Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 481. Drunk on boob tube. (laughs) You really shit the bed on that one. yourself what <laughs> do you hate yourself sometimes i get down on myself like I, why did I, I send that text or something i don't understand why you would buy i understand like picking it up and being like oh look at this look what i found but i don't understand why you would buy malort <laughs> with the intention of actually consuming it at some point yeah so it's terrible it's the worst <laughs> No, it is not terrible. Ex- explain no, yourself. No, it is terrible. Expl- yes. See? Explain yourself. <laughs> it's my favorite liquor that I hate. Uh, and I haven't been able to get a fifth in well over a year because I haven't been to Chicago. And my buddy from Chicago hasn't been up. And I'm getting my fifth in a couple weeks from him. But... In the meantime... Yeah. Uh, you could never get it here in Michigan until all of a sudden now I found. so at A little a, holiday pack. Yeah, a little local liquor store... <laughs> Had these, it comes in like six little mini shots in this Ugh. little case of Malort. And I thought, I'm having some drinks with some friends. We're going to bring those over. All those friends, except for one, took it because that one did not know about it. And so I made them do a shot. And it was hilarious because as most people will first say, that wasn't too bad, and then you get that Malort face, and that's, it's that right there that makes me giggle inside. It's gross and mean. And it, it helps with my stomach. It helps with your stomach? Yes, that is what I've been told. It was sold as a stomach ailment during the Prohibition. Let's take some Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, that well, shit helps with your stomach, liquor. too. It doesn't taste like shit. Well, I would drink a whole bottle of Pepto-Bismol <laughs> over any volume of Malort. Do you like absinthe at all? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, it's kind of like that. No. You Mm-mm. don't think so? Mm-mm. No. I mean, it is way worse than... It's like if you took... Because it's like it's that um, licorice taste, right? Yeah? Yeah. But it's like you if you took absinthe or, I don't know, licorice root and boiled it down into a concentrate and then fermented it. Like, it's so vile. Because what else tastes like li- Uzo. Have you ever had Uzo? That also yeah, I feel is like I have. licorice tasting. I really Annie, hate that fucking anise. taste. Yes, I yeah. really hate that taste, to tell you the truth. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know, I I will do a shot of it and be like... Jaeger. Ooh. Jaeger has that flavor yeah. too, right? But those are like mild. And in absinthe even is like, you serve it in, right and you drip it over some sugar and it's got some sweetness to it and it's all good. I read somewhere it's it's like a dark dog fart with a shot of gasoline or something. <laughs> Gross. I mean, and I don't yeah. think it tastes like a dog fart, but I mean, I can see why people would compare it to. It's to so that. weird when people describe flavors of things as things they've only ever smelled. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's things I wouldn't want to ever taste. No, a dog fart is on that list. Yes. Um, so, 
I watched my brother's kids uh, the other night. They mm-hmm. had just gotten back from Disney World, so they were all about the Star Wars stuff, and they had not seen The Force Awakens. That was the movie they wanted to watch. I'm like, sure, I haven't seen it in forever, and I forgot half of what happens in those new movies. And Milo, the old- oldest, uh, kept going on about, I heard uh, Han Solo dies in this, and... Is this when he dies? And kept asking me all these questions. I'm like, kid, just watch the damn movie. <laughs> and his brother and sister were also watching it with us. And and it gets to the part, and he's just like, is this where he died? I'm like, I don't know, Milo. I honestly forgot. And I was, you know, lying. enjoying the... Well, it's kind of lying, because I knew exactly where... <laughs> Everyone I, knows where Han Solo dies in that fucking movie. Yep. <laughs> just so happens at 8 o'clock, they need to brush their teeth. So I paused the movie. <laughs> and I knew right when I paused it was right there. <laughs> And, and he goes and tells me, if this is the part where he dies, you can just watch it without us, Uncle Tony. I'm like, I don't think it is. No. So then they get back from brushing their teeth, and Felix, the five-year-old, comes and sits next to me. He's the last to come out, and he goes, Uncle Tony, thanks for pausing it so I can watch Han Solo die. I go, wow, a sociopath on our hands here. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, he died. It wasn't that big of a deal like they are making out to be. Right. And he's like, wait, he fell down. Where did he fall down to? I'm like, Jesus, kid, just enjoy a movie. Like, I know. He's dead. Yeah. He's down wherever the bottom of that thing is. <laughs> but it did. It made me uh, appreciate some things, but then also re-hate some of the things that they did with those movies that really set a tone in that universe for some dumbness. But then we got the shows mm-hmm. that well, John, go ahead and... John Favreau to the rescue, yeah? Yeah. I, like, we have one more episode, and I can't wait. You're all caught up, right? Yeah. I hate the fucking decision they gave to Grogu. Like, don't put that on him. Like, yeah. I mean, as a Jedi, you have to make the conscious decision to forego all earthly ties. No, because that's bullshit, and that's what happened, but, and that's what turned... Yes, but that is the way... They're sycophants. Tony Jedis are sycophants. That's <laughs> what turned Darth Vader... I know, I know. I hope Grogu chooses them both and, like, Force has them both come to his hands, and he goes and does that. I honestly don't know which way I truly want him to go, but I'm also going to be like, fuck you, Jedi. He's got to go help his buddy. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a, the movies we're watching are a religious war. And I think everyone forgets that because there's also lasers. <laughs> <laughs> but if you took the lasers out of that movie, it's literally just a religious war about the two extreme ends of the religion on both sides. Um, oh. Speaking of religions... You ever watched Raised by Wolves? Yeah, I watched the first season. Uh, second season just started. And, oh, did it? And that, out of any show, listeners, if you decide to watch something that you just want to not understand, but there's so much that you think you understand, watch that show. <laughs> it is so compelling. But me and my roommate, A, we didn't watch, you know, it's been a year since the first season came out, and we thoroughly enjoyed it, but we're left with so many questions. Mm-hmm. And it, this was just so many other questions, too. Like, what is going on? This happened, yes, but what does that, like, I I can't even explain what the show's about. It's about robots. It's about the end of humanity. Yes, in this Uh, world that has killer dog, like, it's, it's so good, though. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Mm -hmm. compelling. Watch it. Yeah. That movie's also about a religious war. It's almost like, (laughs) I'm not going to say it. Um, That's a whole different podcast. (laughs) What uh, what was I say? The Star Wars though. Do you have five cam lenses on that phone? No, oh, one's a flashlight. <laughs> so it's a good uh, camera. The whole back of phones. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I just got, I got thrown off by that. It's so many. Um, well, Star you know, Wars. Yes, yeah, Star Wars. Yes. Uh. Star Wars right now, I don't need the movies anymore. This, all this other stuff, like yeah. TV shows, I that makes this world bigger, which is what I wanted these new movies to have done. Mm-hmm. And then they shoehorned it into fucking Palpatine's 
granddaughter and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Ray really should have been just a nobody. Yeah. And, like, Anakin. Yeah. And, yeah, I can see why the temptation is there to go in the direction they did to kind of wrap that up, that whole thing up in a neat little bow, right? But whatever. Um, they, I don't think they can do movies anymore unless they go backwards, right? Unless they go and do like old Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. Like those could be interesting movies, but I don't think they can do this current timeline movies anymore. The shows are too good. They can't do it in movies. They're gonna they're gonna want to do movies and they're gonna they have shouldn't. to do movies. They shouldn't they should they should not. They should either go away in the future or go away in the past for movies. But if they're gonna stick to this current no, timeline, they're gonna, they're they gonna want do shows. to they're gonna want to ignore the seven, eight, nine and find something to go out on a yeah. Good, good remark. I don't know. Well, they they are with the shows. They should just let yes, that but happen. These also, yes, but these are happened before those movies, so it's like all this greatness. We got to look forward to shit. That's why I'm gonna not watch the new Game of Thrones show because again, it could be a good show. But yeah. We know it ends in a fucking turd taking the fucking chair. And, uh, oh. I mean, you're gonna watch it. Don't lie to yourself. I might hate watching. I was telling a friend the other day. <laughs> I, is I, it by the same creative team? No, because those guys fucking got banished from all hell and then some. Uh, there is a show that I hate watch. Please don't ever watch this show because it is fucking the worst show in the fucking world. Unless you like those things and it's a great show to watch. It's called La Brea. They were fucking promoting the shit out of this last fall and I, I ended up watching the first episode being like, how many plot holes can you fit in the opening fucking, mm. like, episode? Let's see if maybe it's just the first episode. Nope. It's definitely the right... Like, I think the writers are really, like, giving all the fans... I don't even know if you could call them fans that are watching it. Because I found people online that were, like me, like... Hate watching it? Yes, like... You guys this, are weird. Does, does anyone, like, think that this is really good? And everyone's like, no, but, like, why are they still making these episodes? It got renewed for a second It's because season. you assholes keep fucking watching it. <laughs> Let it die. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, speaking of weird things, though, I watched The House. Oh, yeah. you. We had talked about this off mic, probably. Yeah, you said uh, the your last son time we had record, started watching it. And... We had watched, we watched the trailer for it to see if we wanted to watch it, because my child and I both love watching weird-as-fuck movies. So I was like, oh, this looks right up our alley. But it was too weird for him, even. So I just planned on watching it myself. The, the trailer was looked awesome. I don't know what I watched. Yeah. The, I will say this. The stop motion, by far some of the best stop motion I've ever mm-hmm. seen. And from technical aspects and stuff, I thought it was enjoyable that way. But I... And there were three different stories, the last one being really good and the other two kind of being like, okay, I kind of get it a bit. It was different. Yeah. It was weird. It was, I watched it and I don't know what, that's a good review or bad review. Like, I would definitely say if you like some weird stuff, watch it. Sweet. I'll still watch it. And then tell me what you thought of it, because I'm kind of confused, and I, I get confused easily, as it sounds. It's true. <laughs> it does sound like this in this podcast. Although we, although if you know Tony in real life, that's not necessarily the case. He just doesn't talk about the stuff that doesn't confuse him. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. But since this is drunk on television shows, um, Murderville, have you seen the trailer for this or watched it at all? I don't even know what that is. So there's a new show that came out on Netflix called Murderville and it has um oh god why can't I remember his name he was in um Arrested Development did you watch that show mm-hmm. he played the jo- Job is that his name oh, um fuck I can I know picture in his face he's he's the main character in it and he plays Will Arnett Will Arnett he plays this detective right and every episode he gets a celebrity like sidekick 
like an actual celebrity. So they're not playing a character. Okay. So like the first episode is with Conan O'Brien. So Conan O'Brien comes in and they introduce him <laughs> as Conan O'Brien and he's his trainee. And so during this episode, they have to solve a murder, but it's the celebrity does not get a script. They literally are walking through it, improving, but also they have to choose who the murderer was at the end of the episode. And some people get it right and some people get it wrong. Um, so it was really entertaining and funny. So I would definitely, we watched all six episodes. I would, <laughs> I would definitely recommend watching that. I was going to say, how, how do you already know how many, but I forget that Netflix yeah, just releases the episodes. So. They're only half an hour episodes, so you can run through them real quick. It's got um, Conan O'Brien, Sharon Stone was on it, some football player guy who was really funny, um, Kumal Nanjiani, um, Ken Jong, okay, the chick from Schitt's Creek, the sister, I can't remember, Annie something. That was all real good. I will definitely check that out. Um, I guess let's get, we don't have, we had so much more news last week, but we just had reasons we had it's a, okay yeah, i yeah, came yeah. in contact with somebody who had covid and yeah. didn't want to kill tony so i we took a week off i appreciate when people don't try <laughs> to kill me <laughs> so yeah so and then like i was even looking up some of the news that i still had last week which there were some really big news but it has been talked about yeah more than enough so we'll have a brief little sprinkling of news but cool before that uh let's get to some book reviews uh, one of the books that I want to briefly talk about uh, is from DC, and it is The Monkey Prince. Okay. Now, this is a limited series, which I think with it being a limited series, I might actually continue watching this, or not watching this, reading this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the art was pretty good, and I have some questions still within this first uh, book, because it starts off with the, with a the young boy who eventually becomes the Monkey Prince. He transforms into this uh, ancient uh, being of power. But in the beginning, he wakes up, uh, there's a thunderstorm going on. He wakes up and he sees his dad getting his ass beat by Batman. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, mm. Not knowing, again, because obviously I know now that the boy is going to turn into this monkey prince person. I'm just like, I don't know who these people are. It just kind of gets into this person monologuing of his life. And then the Batman's beating up parents. And then he's like, there's a kid here. And so he decides to leave. And he's like, you know, you tell your, uh, your employer, this isn't over. So I'm thinking they're obviously part of some criminal syndicate. And you just kind of see this boy's life. He gets picked on it. You know, it sucks. And, you know, this and that. But at the end, and what I really want to just talk about is the beginning and the end, which is what really makes me want to continue reading this, is Batman, because he's this monkey prince and he's kind of beating up some bullies at school, Batman shows up, Batman throws a batarang, and he chops off the monkey prince's head. What? Exactly. Like, Robin goes, minimum necessarily violence, Batman. I was aiming for the stick. But then the the monkey's head's still talking, so obviously some immortal type... It's gotta be like a dream or something. I don't think this is a dream. I think this was like, this really happened, and they're gonna do some, like, fighting because they think he's the bad guy, but then they'll team up later. But I don't know what's going on. It's this because of this that really... Because I was gonna be like... I'll give it a decent review, but I wasn't thinking I was going to really continue reading it, to tell you the truth. Right. You're going to read at least one more issue. Yeah. Cause I'm, <laughs> <laughs> cause I'm like, well, yeah, because here's two things. Batman doesn't kill. Yeah. So either A, he knew something about the Monkey King. No, I don't think he knew. But again, and the he monkey's asking miss, what's though, happening, he... happening right now. Like, so the... the what well, I'm saying is Batman knew something yeah. about, you know, Batman's the world's greatest detective, supposedly. So he wouldn't have chopped some dude's head off without knowing that it, maybe he wasn't going to die. <clears throat> A. B. Batman doesn't miss. Well, it was kind of, okay. So, so I the guess fact that at he was aiming panel, for a stick. Someone, he uh, he did get yanked, it looked. I, I, cause I guess 
reading the panel where it says mm. yank. It does look like he got pulled into the... I see. So Batman wasn't aiming for the for his neck, per se. But holy shit, man, those batterings do more damage than it popped off someone's head. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> they have so much more questions than answers. Like, that seems like unnecessary force for, like, a young... I mean, it's a kid. He just they're took in, a kid. They're in a high school. They so why is Batman? Kid's, right. Robin could have handled that, probably. Yeah. It's a brand new... If he's a villain... Damien should have handled that. Oh, my that. God. If he's if he's a brand new villain, I mean, he's not good at it yet. Yeah. What well, if, no, I don't even think he's the villain. Again, seems like he's going to be a superhero. Right. It's just that misunderstanding. Right. But them running in, supposing that he's a villain, yeah. they know he's new, no one comes off the villain bench like already fucking Joker level. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it definitely that the, the art when it was pretty good too, and uh, I like some of the the lore behind, you know, Monkey King and all that. Or yeah. the, I keep saying Monkey King, but they call him the Monkey Prince. But every time you say that, it just takes me back to when I used to play Re- <laughs> Return to Monkey Island. <laughs> Did you ever play that game? Yeah. It has nothing to do with it, but that's the only thing I can <laughs> keep thinking of every time you say Monkey King. Um, one other book I want to talk about is Red Sonia, the Valentine's Day special. Oh, geez. First off, uh, these covers that they have where there's multiple color covers, and since this is digital, it has all three covers, which, you know, they you know, Red Sonia, you know, they're... Mm-hmm. But they always have a live person dressed up as her. I think it's the same chick every time, too. I think they've had some different uh, people dressing up. But that's just not... We shouldn't do that. Why? It it leaves less for the imagination. There is no less that can be left to the imagination on Red Sonia. Uh, Yes. It's all out there. Literally, the only thing you don't know about Red Sonia, does she have pubic hair? (laughs) What shape are her nipples? Like, <laughs> and my guess is based on the size of her panties, uh, no pubic no. hair. <laughs> so really, it's just what are the size of her nipples? Yeah. <laughs> um, this this whole story though, too, uh, I haven't always seen many Valentine's Day specials. As we've talked about, you know, there's usually a Fourth of July one or mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. Christmas one and all that. Yeah. So this this was really the only one that I saw this. Uh, past week that came out and what I love the most is it gets right into it that's a story there's two this couple you know they're chopping wood and then they're starting to kiss and then out of nowhere these little cherubs come out but evil cherubs yes devil babies but I guess you know in the world of Red Sonia there's not really a lot of good things so these just they're known as yeah just cherubs as being little fucking devil assholes yeah not you know, too hard to fight for her, but any villagers or anything, you know, it's bad. And the lore is that they come down once every hundred years or so the stories tell to uh, anyone, you know, steal the the hearts of loved ones. So, obviously, these two are a couple, and they stole the husband, and so this this woman's going to go and rescue him. And we get to her as well being like this heroine of the story, not just having Red Sonia show up, but mm-hmm. just so happens Red Sonia was coming through this town, mm. and then she's like, "All right, you know, I'll I'll take care of this too because there's more villagers that have been taken uh, by these things." And you know, there's a, a king uh, Cupid, or they just call him Cupid, who is a big cherub that is eating the hearts of these people. Oh, and so it's 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 you know flipped upside down like that but really when you get to the action of them just going up this mountain and red sonia kicking ass and then this other girl uh ambrose who's coming to find her husband and then kicking ass too so you got these two powerful females dynamite and swords and axes and just seeing them chop and kick little like baby things it's Hmm. it's kind of comical in a sense but also it's it's pretty fun and it makes me be like I wish I had a sword to like do that and have fun and <laughs> now, you have swords don't you yeah but I don't have little baby demons to do that too thank god that we 
we don't need baby demons on top of everything else. But, <laughs> I mean, all in all, this was a really good self-contained story. Uh, pick it up if you're a Red Sonia fan, or if you just want a little love story for Valentine's Day. So, Tony, you're in luck. From what I can tell, there's one more Valentine's Day special coming out next, or this week, Vampirella Valentine's Day special. Which makes sense. Yeah, that would make sense since we (laughs) were talking about the books that came out last week because this week hasn't happened yet. Yes, 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 yes. So February 9th, the Vampirella one. Because I was trying to see who's put out Valentine's Day specials, and it looks like they've done a Red Sonja one before. Maybe last year, but usually it's like uh, Transformers or Gem, yeah, or things like that. A Marvel Valentine's Day special, probably from like nineteen seventy something. You know what? Now that you say that, I do remember talking about a Transformers one, a love story, because it was just so unique in the sense of. The yeah. robots came out last year, but so it really, you pro- or two years ago, so you yeah. probably did. It really and it really hit like such a great story of that. So yeah, I, you take me back. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. There's more love stories for me to to read while I'm <laughs> home alone. It's so sad. You do know that's our recording day, though, so I will be spending it with you will with my significant other. Unless I am otherwise engaged, but I probably won't. I was gonna be. I'd be then sad. <laughs> we have our we have our recording date. <laughs> yes, we've never changed them for any reason yeah. at all. <laughs> oh, but uh, one more book uh, to chat about, which yes. this came out again a week ago. But it's so good that we really should at least touch on it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna agree. I don't want to do. I don't want to do a full review because this book has been reviewed, like the day it came out until we are recording today. There's 800 million reviews about this book out there, so I don't think we need to cover like the necessarily the from beginning to end story. Yeah. But we can certainly talk about how little we remembered <laughs> going Which into it. Tony's feelings. About <laughs> everything. Yes, but it is Saga number 55, which I'm so glad that it is back because it is such just a compelling, amazing story that you don't know which way it's going to go. And then when they make decisions go in some way, you're just like, that seems natural in a sense of I never would have thought that's where it's going, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. And... Yes, we don't need to rehash everything that happened in this, but what I went into this knowing last was um, Prince Robot was killed along with her father, Marco, Marco and yep. then they were able to get leave, and then also that this was going to be a, a bit of a time skip, which I think would they say it's three or five years since that happened. Yeah, she's a bit older, but not she's not like old enough where you're feeling... Yeah, three years it says yeah. since her father was murdered. So, and again, I love the 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 you know she's the narrator through all this, and that every episode or you know edition, what do we call it? Every comic book that comes out of this, you know, it's her telling this part of her story. Mm-hmm. So you have that, you know, that she's gonna survive, and she sometimes says that, like obviously because I made it to this birthday, you know that that's gonna happen. Right. So you know at least she survives, but you don't know anyone else and sure. where it could go. She could be in jail for all we know, telling the story at the end. But even then, that still puts me on the edge of my seat of like, I forget that until I read the beginning of the next episode when she reminds us, the reader... Issue, I think, is the word you're looking yes, for. Yeah. <laughs> but when she re- reminds us, the reader, that you know she, she is telling this story, um, and then just her little thoughts about things... That a lot of times, you know, I like the dialogue and interaction amongst characters when it comes to comic books. Mm-hmm. But in this one, the internal monologue really is setting the stage for everything and anything within the series. Uh, new characters are introduced in this. Um, obviously, the way, you know, they have to go about hiding still mm-hmm. and 
it's just so fucking good. Yeah, it's really sort of a credit to, and the story didn't seem like it was very much just in line with. Oh, the I didn't rest feel like the there was any brand coming back. Yeah, to anything. it was just a, it just like it picked up. Yeah, like, same vibe. This would have been what they would have put out three years yeah. ago had they just not took the right. hiatus. They but. didn't. They didn't hop in with some like crazy thing that happened in the meantime, right? They, I mean, they said this is three years later. That's how long it's been since the last comic book has yeah. come out. They literally were like, okay, we've taken three years off, so so have these characters. But they didn't come back with, like, this person died, or this this crazy thing happened. Like, Well, and there's probably some people that, within, that we've read about before that could have their sights, but we won't know about it yet until the next issue, or right. the issue after that. It's just right. such a well fleshed out world. Yeah. I I just I appreciate the dedication of the creative team on being the only people to tell this story, you know, and like that makes it consistent. Like they really have a vision of where this is gonna go, and it's still got. I think Brian K. Vaughn said like he's still got plenty of story to tell. So well, and what I liked a, a lot about this particular one which i know they've they've hinted at before such as you know love is love no matter who you are Mm -hmm. your species or sexuality or this and that and you know identity and and stuff like that that you know judge all you want my family was you know going back on a profession that you know keeps marginalized communities alive Mm -hmm. we were drug dealers yep and it's something that i wasn't even thinking of like these are characters, they're going to do what they need to do to tell a story, but they're also really putting real-world commentary of things that are just facts of life that some people don't understand or just think, oh, those people could just get away from this or that. No, that's not how the world works, and that's not how this world works, and just reading about it hopefully opens the eyes to a few more people that might not get it to maybe get it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, um, Fiona Staples, still forever my girl. She just really loves to draw sex a lot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I can't even recall if this is the most graphic sex scene I've ever seen in this comic. I don't think it was. It can't be, but I'm also like, I don't know that, I don't know. I can't remember, but... It, it, that really brought me back because <laughs> you don't get that in too many books just the overtly sexual pages upon pages where it doesn't feel well that's the thing it doesn't pervy take, yeah it does you know take you out of it just like um sweet, sweet paprika or yeah. anything like those sort of things like they don't take me out they immerse yeah. me a little bit more of like yeah, that just seems natural, and that is a thing, and that's what happens in this world, and same with this one. It's... Yeah. You know who draws... You know what those... Both of those comics are drawn by women. So now I'm just like, well, maybe only women should be allowed to draw sex in comic <laughs> I mean, books now. Honest, <laughs> you're right, because guys will fuck that up. <laughs> Jam it in, that's what we do. Well, I mean, you know, I know, I know I'm sure Brian K. Vaughn was like... And here they have sex. I'm sure he wasn't, like, instructing Fiona on how to, like, draw each panel of the sex scene. So I would hope that she just kind of ran with it however she wanted to. But And one of the things, too, I uh, um, love at the end, um, Brian K. Vaughn, you know, did kind of... Because I've enjoyed... Re- I always enjoy reading the letters at the end of yeah. comic books. Mm-hmm. And this one in particular, too, because sometimes, you know, they... They explain some things, but not really because they don't want to give anything away. But, like, this was just kind of a nice little... We're back. This, yeah, this is what a little bit of what we've done yeah. in the meantime. Rejuvenated, but we're back, and they don't foresee... They've said 108 issues. They have that down of that's how many they're going to make. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could easily make that. If they have to make more, that's fine, too. If they make less... We get that ending, you know. I want right. more. I always want more. Sure. Maybe they do a couple spinoffs and don't count those like we do podcasts and say. 
I don't know. I don't feel the... like they're gimmicky like that. Though. No, no, and that's the thing too. So it's like, I'm I'm glad that because they had those hiatuses before, and you know what? They may hit it. You know, who knows what the world's gonna be like right. tomorrow? I'm not gonna be mad at them. Like, yeah, they're always upfront about it, and that's a great how many thing. comics can take three years off from a story, not just three years off from a book, and then come back with like a new either like new version of the story or just like rehashing the story completely in order to bring them up to date. Like what book can do that and still warrant this sort of excitement? There were comic book stores that had release parties for this book Mm -hmm. and that does not happen hardly ever anymore. So yeah, I I can't even really recall anything that of, of real importance. Right. And one of the things too, that, you know, we always know it's Fiona and Brian's book, but that they also said, you know, their third person here, uh, Phonographics, which has done their lettering on all these yep. as well, which lettering is something that when I first got into doing Drunk on Comics and really started understanding, I was always the story person. Derek was always more the art person. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's some happy in between there, but really there's more to art than just the final art there's pencilers there's the uh, tracers inkers there's the colorers there's a lot mm-hmm. of different people that can all touch those but most sometimes gets overlooked is the letter yeah, i don't even know are anchors even a thing anymore with everyone kind of doing did stuff digitally these days i mean there's still some people doing some traditional but yeah i mean that may be going out of style a bit right but really getting into it the only real like letterers that i always truly like paid attention to was the Thor books because they were so unique from other letter. Cause most, when you read a normal book, it's what it is. Mm-hmm. But in this though, like you, I kind of, I guess get lost into it. So you don't think of letterers as anything different. Right. But when you're reading certain things, you know that that is this person. Yeah. Uh, talking or thinking in their heads or this and that, that, the way letters are convey just as much as mm-hmm. what's on the page and what's said. Well, they're very good in this book, too, about... So they have the font they use for the storytelling piece. They have the font they use for when we can understand what they're saying. And then they have the different color font for when they're speaking the magic-y speak. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the font that comes up on... the Like, if the robots use font on theirs, that's different... Like, and the emphasis, the emphasis on the correct syllable um, in here, they are very good about using bold and, like, underlining and stuff like that to convey where you need to, like, hit those words. Um, And I think that helps a lot with, like, really understanding the characters. So, oh, this, so good. Great book. So glad it's back. Great book. Obviously talking about it lots of times. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe next time. Maybe we can do the, a review of the next one. And see, though, I, but then it's gonna, <laughs> that's going to turn in every... Did you see this? Did you read this? Did you read this? <laughs> well, I just mean because we didn't actually review this one because we came on it kind of late. But yeah. And your, me, good, your good buddy Lion Cat's back. That made me happy. That's a character they very easily could have just killed off because it got old and died. And he's still chilling. I don't, but it's something that's, uh, it could have gotten old, but they did it just well enough to where they limited mm-hmm. how often Lion Cat was there. No, I mean, could have gotten old age-wise. Oh, okay. Because okay. it's an animal. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yes, true. That's true. But it's a magical animal, so it could live for forever. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so, what do we got for news? Uh, something that I found interesting, I brought it up before, that teaser trailer, it wasn't even a teaser trailer, it was the teaser for the name of the new Lord of the Rings show. Oh, yep. And how I thought it was really awesome. Rings cool of effect power. Yeah. Yes. I guess in that trailer, in the Elvish script that they made on it, was a date for the actual trailer for the show. <sighs> Nerds so, have way too much time on their hands. Yes, and but this isn't it kind of nerdy cool though that they did that. It's nerdy in that extent. 
and, and people have now found out about it, so it's all over of the course, internet. Because somebody out there, multiple people, I bet, know Elvish. Yeah. <laughs> and was like, oh, hey, that actually says something. And then figured out what it said and posted it. Again, I will go back to, like, I love it. More power. Put your passion where you want it to be. Mm. But, like, some people have a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> So it's uh, coming out Super Bowl, so oh the, well of course it yeah is. so that's that's kind of just like okay that's all the commercials come out Super Bowl. I've seen trailers for commercials for the Super Bowl. That's the thing I don't not having TV normal TV. Uh, I did watch some of the playoff games. Uh, my boy Matt Stafford go Rams. Um, I really hope they win. I'm predicting they're going to win. Mm-hmm. I'll mm. be mad if they don't win. I don't know who Matt Stafford is, he but was, I've seen a lot of people post about him. He was the Detroit Lions quarterback for like the past, I want to say, nine, ten years. Okay. This past year, he then... Got traded? He, well, and he, took he that team much, to the Super Bowl? He went to them, and their uh, Goff, who is the... Um, quarterback for the Rams then came to Detroit. Goff? Yeah. Well, like the guy name. from Peacemaker that had the no, butterfly inside no. him? <laughs> I'm not caught up. <laughs> don't tell me things. You've seen that one already. I don't think I saw it. Yeah, it was the senator guy. His last name was Goff. Right? Oh. Yes. With the house and the children and the wife and the family. No, I'm, that's... Yeah, yeah. What that's, episode are you on? I... I'm still on two. I, oh, fuck. Yeah. Buddy, get caught up. I, I plan on it. Anyway, Super Bowl. Okay. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so everyone that's a Detroit Lions fan, they, they they appreciate Matt Stafford. So okay. I'm a Rams fan because of that. And Nobody's pissed that he couldn't take the Lions to a Super Bowl? There's some bitter people, but we also know that it's the Lions curse. Yeah, like, it's not fair. his fault. So it's like, you got out when you can still play the game. <laughs> Go win a Super Bowl for yourself. Yeah. And All right. So we hope so. But uh, going back to actual commercials, though, I I do look for, I've always looked for the commercials. Being an advertising major, even though I really don't care about advertising anymore, was so much of my college career that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's interesting things and dynamics and psychology behind the, the Super Bowl commercials. The amount of money they pay is just fucking dumb. It's insane. But they, they, they pay it because they get a return on that investment. Oh, yeah. And some of them are pretty funny. Like, I do like the people that put in some effort to telling a, a story. They're funny and good, and some of them are emotional, and oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, um... Don't. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go somewhere. Is that? That's just... the end of the sentence. It's not you. Just I don't. just don't. I don't know why. I just never eat like not no parts of it. I find interesting. Not even the Super Bowl halftime show. It's got Eminem. I don't care. Another Detroit native. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna sing a song. <laughs> He does that a lot, from what I hear. Maybe he has the green M&M come on stage. and <laughs> In her new shoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so something interesting that I that um, I came across, that uh, the new Spider-Man movie has been just making waves still of just all the money Man, that it keeps so raking in. And it's about to surpass uh, Avatar's first initial run. Because mm-hmm. the Avatar has been re-released multiple times to make more money in this yep. snap. But from its first date that it was in theaters, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to make more than that. Good. So it will be the third highest earning of its original run uh, behind Endgame and then Force Awakens right. with its original run. I want to say at one point, though, Endgame had a re-release and they've made more money than Force Awakens, maybe, but I think Avatar then has beat it, and really, I don't give a shit about all those things. Mm-hmm. Right. There is one note, though, because, again, we still talk about we are in a pandemic and uncertainty, and especially even this, when Omicron was starting, that it made this much money without even opening in China as well. Oh, wow. That is that is kind of a significant yeah. little tidbit there. It is. It is. It hasn't opened in China yet? Um... 
Yeah, I don't think that it's still been in Chinese theaters. Wow. So, if that, and that. I mean, that's going to explode it, because there's so many people in China. Yeah. (laughs) So many people. Um, Wow. I think, and again, some things have perfect storm going for it. There hasn't been many titles to look forward to that yeah. were as great. Oh, it was just so good, too, because it, it combined that perfect... The thing about it is that it combined nostalgia with new, fun, interesting stories that everyone loves. And nostalgia, man, oh, man, can you make money off nostalgia, as we all know, because we watch rehashes of the shit we loved as children all the fucking time. So it really was a smart idea. And Avatar made that much money because they fucking did 3D. It's a bullshit story. I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, I, I hate it too. It's such a terrible movie. I'm still going to probably see the new ones. because I'm, I'm sure interested. I will too. But it, let's just understand that the first... Can, <laughs> yeah. I, can we all finally agree that that movie's bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> Please? It truly is. Um, well, then, speaking of, you know, nostalgia and everything and not making as much money as the new Matrix movies. Ah. And now... A production company behind it is trying to sue Warner Brothers. Right. Because it didn't make as much money yeah. because it was on the hybrid model. They should just take the money that they had and shut up. I mean, yeah, and, and this is, again, I don't know who involved in this company and what all this, you know, behind the scenes uh, group does for mm-hmm. them. Their mm-hmm. production company, obviously, but like, they're all upset because. You know, you have certain percentages that you can get paid for when you hit different milestones and, and everything. And it just didn't make as much money no. in theaters because a lot of people watched it at home. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't have to pay for it <laughs> because maybe another unpopular opinion right up there with my avatar opinion is it wasn't great. And I would have been mad if I saw it in the theaters. It was very clear to me that they didn't even want to make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I felt right. Am I right? Like it. <laughs> I I still I've said it before. There's some things that I like about it, but there are some things that very it was bullshit. Flawed. <laughs> it's another bullshit movie. Um. Yeah, it it does kind of put a sour taste in the first three. Like it didn't. I didn't feel it helped anything. I, listen, I'm not a huge fan of the original ones. I. Again, another unpopular opinion. I, as much as other people are, I like the first one a lot for what it did for movies and like the push forward it gave film in general. Um, and it just wasn't. I didn't think it was that great. <laughs> but this last one was not. I. I don't know. If I were a real Matrix fan, I would have been pissed. About the new movie. Um, I hate it when people who get paid a lot of money, too, are like, I didn't make enough money. Like, okay, well, neither did I, but my job's not (laughs) going to give me more money either. (laughs) (laughs) So calm the fuck down. (laughs) You guys got into bed with Warner Brothers. You knew what was happening. They announced Mm -hmm. this a year and a half ago. So. Take it and be fine with it. Yeah. Um, but speaking of bad movies, uh, the nominees for the 42nd Razzie Awards are out. Oh, are they? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. So, uh, for people that don't understand, the Razzies are the opposite of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And they're just, you know, tongue-in-cheek, uh, you know, categories and reasons. Obviously, there's always worst picture and, and worst actor instead of best picture and best actor and... Sometimes they throw some funny little categories yeah. in there. Um, for worst picture of the last year, uh, Diana the Musical, the Netflix version. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, Infinite. Uh, then there's Karen. And those movies oh. I don't know. Karen is a horror movie. Oh, is about- it about a Karen? Yes! <laughs> um, I actually saw the The Woman in the one. Window and Space Jam. The, is it to the woman in the window from the girl in the house across the street? Is it is that what they're talking about? No. I, I heard that's a, that long title of a show with Kristen Bell is actually pretty decent. That's what I heard too, but a lot, I heard also it's more, a lot of people don't get it. 
Oh. But that came out just recently, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't think... So. No, it's just something... Woman. But, uh, you know, there's worse actors for what they've done and worse actress and supporting everything. But there's its own category this year called Worst Performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 Movie. <laughs> There's him in American Oh my Seas, god, he was in so Apex, many movies! Cosmic Sin, Deadlock, Fortress, Midnight in the Switching Grass, Out of Death, and Survive the Game. One, two, three, Bruce. four, five, six, seven, eight. What eight happened movies. to him? I mean... I can't think of the last good movie he was in. He sees dead people? Oh. I mean, he was in Glass, right? That was great. Oh, yeah. Actually, that was probably the last one. <laughs> now I have to look up. I just, it hurts my heart. Bruce Willis hasn't been, like, the best actor on the face of the planet, but he's done some great stuff. Mm-hmm. You just named one. Sixth Sense. What a great, what a I great mean, movie. I, I remember the, the one year when uh, Adam Sandler was nominated in every single category for uh, his Jack and Jill. Oh, so God. he was not only nominated for worst actor but worst actress because he played a woman in it and supporting actor because he was also support like and i think he won all of them that year because that was just kind of the the thing of it was such a terrible movie but i look forward to the the winners aka losers and hearing their thoughts yeah he really hasn't done a ton of shit bruce willis hasn't done a ton of shit that he was in red did you watch That was good. Yeah, and the Red 2. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When did that come out? That was 2013. Okay, I was going to say, that's a while ago. The sequel to Sin City, which I don't think anyone really liked. Nope. Um, and then he did. He was in Split, and then he was in A Bunch of Bullshit, and then he was in Glass in 2019, and then I don't know any of these movies that have come out recently. <laughs> oh, Bruce. Brucey. He's just phoning in that paycheck, I guess. It's funny because I, I don't know if you listened to any of Kevin Smith's podcasts, but he did Cop Out with Bruce Willis. Famously terrible experience for Kevin Smith. Like, <laughs> he will talk, like, if you li- go back and listen to the Smodcast during those times, it, Bruce Willis was a nightmare to work with. So I think maybe he's just worked himself out of good roles. By being an asshole, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Last thing I really have is uh, this year marks the 30th anniversary of Marvel 2099. Remember that series? Yeah. I mean, there's Spider-Man 2099. Isn't it the 30th anniversary of Image this year, too? Yeah, actually it is. Comics? Huh. Huh. Maybe. That was... Maybe they left because they're like, what is this, 2099? This is bullshit. Let's start this good company. (laughs) No, I mean, I I wouldn't say it. 2099, though, was actually Spider-Man 2099. Well, the whole kind of series was cool because it was this whole different, uh, you know, you took some of the the known uh, characters, but put them in the future and just make it its own thing. Uh, the most famous is Spider-Man, who's come back multiple times. Uh, right, that was that one had some real staying power. Yeah, yeah. And so there's some uh, a couple books that are gonna be coming out this year to kind of mark that, hmm. and it'll be I I'll tune in. I'll definitely be reading some of them because again, especially the Spider-Man books, uh, nostalgia. Yeah, and who knows, you know, what new characters they'll pull out now because they've they've done these a couple times throughout the years too. Like, let's revisit it. Let's do a couple. Well, yeah, because they also had a 10-year and a 20-year anniversary. (laughs) And then a 25th. That's what, once we get to our 10-year slash 500th episode, we're not going to be really celebrating milestones. No, it's just going to be a same old, same old. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly like... We should just get super fucking wasted during the podcast and make the worst episode ever. (laughs) I throw up on your floor. <laughs> we all pass out halfway through. Just let the recorder run. Don't edit. <laughs> there's some snoring, but there's someone that's talking, and it could make. Start all of a sudden talking in tongues and 
Nasratu, Nikdu. Maybe we've been going about getting listeners the wrong way. Maybe we should stop trying to make the best podcast ever and go and make the worst podcast ever so that goes viral. Because bad things go viral faster than good I mean, we still get our paycheck like fucking Bruce Willis, so <laughs> why not? Right? And they gotta have a bad podcast award, right? Yeah. There's so many. <laughs> uh, do you have any other news that you wanted to Fuck discuss? Fuck no, I don't. Um, we'll say, again, we we didn't talk about it, but I will say, uh, Mouse, read it. Yeah, I mean, any... Just Everyone go. knows about it, if you haven't known about it, but just encourage people that don't know about it, continue up the good fight, just yep. talk about it more, so yeah. continue to talk about it. Um, Those things need to be talked about. I read, it in, I read it in high school, and I got it from my high school library, and it's just, it's the only thing you do when you get rid of books is you make kids want to read them more. And yep. that's super evident by it being on the bestseller list on Amazon for the first time. And who the fuck knows? So good. Everyone's reading it now. Yep. It's great. Um, booze in a book this week is Peacemaker. Disturbing the Peace, number one. It is a one-shot uh, DC black label. Uh, this came out two weeks ago, but again, as we didn't record last week. And... I picked this up mainly because, again, I don't know this character as well, except from the TV show that I still have not really watched even, and I wanted to really get to know some of his background, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much of retconning this is. Uh, obviously, Black Label books are a little bit different than the normal yeah, they're all continuity, yeah. but I hope that this is, you know, it gives a better uh, in-depth of who this character is, because, again, I think this character was probably a b-list person that they mm. james gunn pulled and yeah now he's got his own tv show uh it was really well written uh it's mainly him talking to this lady psychiatrist that in sitting in this uh cemetery and he's recounting some of his uh, past making peace with people or having people find peace and pretty much it's a lot of lingo for murdering and it's good. It's awesome. It's interesting. There's some twists and turns of why she's there and why she's talking to him. And um, really good book. So one shot as well. So you don't need to you know invest too oh, much time. Nice. I love one shots. And it's oh. it's you know it's, it's because of that. It's like 44 pages or so too. So it's a little. It's got some meat to it. Good. Um, well written, well drawn, and uh, interesting story. So with that, we're gonna pair it with. <laughs> so. We're going to pair it with this cocktail called <laughs> the, the Peace and Humptiness Forever. And it's called the Peace and Humptiness Forever because it's a cocktail that will knock your Humpty Dumpty booty right off the wall. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> but anyway, um, so this is made from absinthe and brandy. And lemon juice, and then it has agave. This says Chinese five spice agave, so I would imagine that any kind. Yeah, if you don't like Chinese five spice, some sort of spiced sweet thing. Cream, sparkling apple cider, and one egg white. So, yeah, combine everything in a basically in a shaker with ice and shake it up. That's it. Oh, without the apple cider, put the apple cider in last because gotcha. it's sparkly right you shake it you yeah take all the anyway weird good sounds interesting enough weird and good kind of like i mean just from the peacemaker show i would say that's appropriate yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and with that uh i guess we got uh, some super bowl betting to do and uh i have some i don't know money to lose yeah yeah have and fun. then, hey, I won't lose money on a Valentine's Day date because. Oh, let's just leave this on a depressing note, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay thirsty for the infinite sadness of Tony. <laughs> like a Smashing Pumpkins album. That's what I was <laughs>